Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chow is live right now. And uh, Chow, you are welcome uh, to Cabin Devil. I think this is your second time speaking to us live, but it's great to see you. It's great to see you. Thank you so much for coming. Would you like to greet us uh, and just say hello to these beautiful people who are waiting to hear you tonight? Mr. Chow. Yeah. Um, thank you, David and uh, Lucy. This tonight is amazing. Um, again i i often look forward to just um you know fellowshipping with all of you i am not sure if i've met all you guys in person um but yeah here i am um david you made me shower and put some cologne on and a shirt only to realize ah, <laughs> it wasn't video man put out my best <laughs> not the best you know <laughs> I know you've been looking forward to this. I know you didn't sleep for days, just waiting to be able to share your story with us. All right, guys, this is Chow uh, speaking to you. Like, Chow, is Chow your real name or is it a movie name? Who is Chow? Could you kindly share with us briefly? Want to have a picture of who we are talking to? Especially to guys that you've never met. In Kenya, it's actually a girl's name. Um, I, I don't know what I my mama was it. thinking. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> And I got it in a in a, a a funny way, I must say. But the way I got my name is what changed my life up to where I am. It was just the beginning of how my life was was going to turn out to be. I, I was joining my lower primary, and uh, I walked into a, a school that was sponsored by a church. So it was more of a Christian school back in the slums. And uh, I said my names, so I said my Muslim names, and the headmaster said, "No, we can't accept you with that." you have to be a Christian. And so we went back home and my mom asked me to change my name. So he asked, she asked me, what would you like to be called? And I say, Michael, Michael Chow. Uh, and that's mm. how I, I got my name. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Actually, I didn't think I yeah. knew that. I didn't think I knew that. Chow, <laughs> we're here to listen to you and just to get to know you and hear your story mm. and maybe be encouraged uh, by it. I'm sure we're going to be encouraged by it. But could you just uh, take us back all the way? I, I don't want to embarrass you by letting us know how old you are, but take us back maybe 30 years. How, Where and how did Chow grow up? Where were you born? There's, there's a couple of slums in Nairobi. I do not know. If we were to trace your childhood, if it was a time machine, which village would we go back to to see the young Chow? Share with us. Take us back to the young Chow. Beautiful. Tonight I'm reminded of the story of Joseph, uh, just a little bit, I can I can relate with that, but though differently. Uh, but 30 years ago, actually 38 years ago, I was born in a little slum to uh, a mom who was single and um, playing love with the boy and and she got pregnant. And in my, in my culture, that is not acceptable. And uh, so, the grandmothers have had to come together and find a solution because this was going to be an embarrassment uh, into that clan. And so the decision was made that uh, they needed to get rid of me. My mom couldn't take that. And so she disappeared and went to Nairobi. And so I was left in the village. Um, so my, my, my grandma rescued me. And so I lived with my grandma, raised me up. And that's where I got my Muslim name. And so growing with them all the way, at around, uh, I think, uh, four or five years old, my mom came and took me with her. And so that's how I ended in the slum and got a new name. And so, um, yeah, 
in the slums, I was introduced to a stepdad who from the beginning said, I want you to know I'm not your father. You have no inheritance waiting for you. So as you grow, grow with that in your mind. So I grew up knowing I, I had no hope, I had no future. I needed to do something. And um, yeah, that led to bad decision because I needed to survive. I needed to be uh, the man that no one ever taught me to be. And so that was pretty much what my life was um, um, in, in this. And so um, uh, uh, living out there with, with my stepdad and my mom and uh, trying to go to school and uh, failing to go to school and stuff like that, uh, I had to find ways to survive. And uh, mm. at a very pretty much young age, I got myself into uh, bad company. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, taking what doesn't belong to you every now and then. And I had a very innocent face. So no one really knew um, that I would be capable of doing that until enough times I was, I was caught uh, together with my friends, thrown in and then came out and uh, did other things. And uh, um, I was never beaten. Uh, I never killed anyone. I never stabbed anyone. Uh, my friends did. I, was, uh, I never did all that, but I, yeah, I, I took enough. I, I think I've given, I've given back everything I took. Yeah. Back to you, David. Interesting. Um... And so you mentioned... in, in all this yep. drama, in all this drama, the dark path that you, you walked, where did where 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 did God come in? Where did God find you? All right, I think we lost him again. Ciao, are you there? Yeah. We lost you there for a bit. Um, in answer, did you hear Lucy's question? Yep, I did. Yeah, please go ahead and share with us. Maybe. Sorry. The answer is a hard one. <laughs> well, beautiful one, actually. Hmm. So he just needs a moment there. I guess thank you for your patience. I guess one of my biggest struggle was that everyone that came to me and told me about Jesus, they did a mistake and mentioned that he was a father. I fought with that for years. I had friends come from Word of Life and, and walk with us. I would listen to them. They were interesting people. But then, if ever they mention that there's a father who cares for you, my heart would shut down. But it wasn't until God literally came out and rescued me that I believed that indeed he was. At the age of 15, I really struggled with the idea of giving my, my heart to this other one. He was gonna be the third father 
was I going to trust him really? My real dad said no. And now my stepdad has made his foundation and said, do whatever you want to do. But when the time comes, there's nothing in store for you. Now there's a God who is also a father. Would I trust him? And so at the age of 15, we were, we were home. We had done whatever we had done in the past and the community had gotten really tired. And so at this very moment, I had been praying, but I didn't really have the faith. I, I, I thought I was Christian. I thought, I, you know, but I didn't have a genuine, honest encounter with God until that day. It was on a Saturday morning. I woke up late and everyone was gone. I was the only one left where we were living. And so when I woke up and looked out and I saw the streets were clear, now that's, if you've lived in the slums, especially here in Africa, that is not usual. That's normal. It's not normal. Something was wrong. The streets are always filled with people selling stuff, but there was no one. Mm -hmm. Only to realize that we had these groups of people who've been walking from one home to another, pulling young people out of their homes and off their mother's hands and killing them, lynching them, you know, because we had had, we had been a menace in these streets. And so, and so, Seeing this group of people coming towards our home, I went back into the room and I asked my mom, I told my mom, um, they have come for me. And I told her, I know you had warned me, I never listened. That is when God came true for me. They came to where I was, literally speaking. One single room, there was not much in that room. I stood in one of the corners and I stayed there and I said, God, help me. And this man walked into the house. He looked everywhere and he didn't see me. And that was the beginning of my faith in God. I remembered that there was a place. There was a place called Word of Life. So I walked for about 12 hours to get to Word of Life, Kabete. When I got here, my host was very mad because he had sent someone into the slums to come and pick us from there because there were some manual jobs that Word of Life Nairobi wanted us to do. And so they thought about the, the guys in the slums. I had no clue that God was putting everything together. And so here I was, my friends are gone. I didn't know where they were. And here I am in Word of Life, only for someone to realize I had sent someone to come in the morning to pick you. You're the only person who is showing up now. I, 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 was, I was confused. I, I never understood that that was God until I, I really looked deep into the situation. That is how I had my encounter with God. I literally, experienced him in a way that I never did before. <laughs> My
Macau, Macau is online and he is telling me to mention the man, the guy that was sent into the slum, it was actually him. Macau wow. is a friend of mine that I grew up with. He's a ministry coordinator of Word of Life, Diani. He was the one that was sent in the slums to come and get us. He couldn't even get into the slum himself. So he came back running and saying, you know, this guy is chased after me, they almost killed me. But as he looked around, he realized that I was there. And it was unbelievable. That was my encounter with God. Back to you, Lucy. Wow. Wow. It's amazing how God meets us in those places, in our most desperate moments. And His light shines right through just when you think it's all over. He's been there mm. all along. Mm. Interesting. Um, wow. Yeah, that, that, that's a lot to take in. Uh, right now, but thanks, uh, Chao, for sharing that with us. But in, in just thinking about um, your story now, each one of us, okay, I don't want to really speak for other people, but personally, from the moment I got saved, there's a point in my life where stuff just doesn't seem to make sense. And I know we are very excited about our Christianity, we're excited about God especially when he, he's just saved us. But, but did you find challenges as a teenager? Now we're coming to the middle of your life, really, maybe 16, 17. Um, were there challenges after you trusted Christ that uh, stuff is not making sense? Um, would you like to share yes, with us? Yes, David. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yes, David. Uh, I, you see, I did not have the right concept of who God was. First, I was struggling with him as a father. And that's something I had to struggle with for years because mm. I really didn't trust anyone presenting themselves as that. And um, so that followed me for years. Uh, someone would come and they mean well, but I would, I would distance myself. I would give, you know, I'd be with God half-heartedly because I just don't trust him. But you see, I, Coming out of the slums, I came to Word of Life when I was 18, turning 19. And uh, couldn't speak English, I couldn't write well. I had just finished my eighth grade. I had no hopes of, you know, I, things became even more difficult. You see, now in the slums, I would find my way. I know what to do, I know where to go, I know how to dress, I, I know where to find whatever I need. But now I am in a newer environment with Christians. Now everyone is speaking English, everyone dresses well, everyone carries themselves well. I, I just didn't know how to handle myself, you know? And um, came in, did all the odd jobs, never get paid for years. I was serving God for free. It never made sense um, that you would work from 8 to 5 p.m. without a pay for years. It never made sense. But in the midst of all that, of the struggles, you know, when, when people were talking about their high school experience, I would slither off and disappear. And, and I, I would go back into my room and often I would cry to the Lord and say, 
And, and I say, God, I, I'm ready to learn from you. Teach me. About, I think I was 25 or 26, I went to high school, took myself to high school. It was one of the most difficult things. So I'm here serving with people with diplomas and, and degrees and, and masters and, you know, and all that. And they speak good English. They, they can execute the scripture very well. And, and here I am, when, when you meet me for the first time, you think this guy is cool. But I had insecurities that I came with. I was struggling with acceptance um, because I didn't know how to read. I couldn't do my choir time well. And uh, I really needed to do those. And so I challenged myself and I went to high school and, 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 did, uh, and, and got my high school uh, diploma. Um, and thereafter, I went to college and, and did a major in youth ministry. And I graduated with a, uh, at the very top, uh, actually second in class. And, and it was because of the persistence that I had in my heart that I continued to do that. I became an encouragement to people. And from there, henceforth, I, I never stopped. Yes, David. Wow, I don't know, Lucy, what, what you think about Charles' story, but I'm really waiting for that part where Vivian comes into the picture. But Lucy, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just wondering that um, it's amazing how you mentioned. Um, first of all, I'm blown away by the fact that God got you through at least got up to eighth grade in the mess that you were in. Many would, would say they dropped out way before. And then even after that, somehow he took you forward. You went to college, you went to, uh, you went, you kept on going to school. So who took care of school after that when you came, when you came into Word of Life? Well, uh, I mean, this probably would be for everyone who's worked with Word of Life. You always meet people um, who wants to help. And so every time someone would ask me, so how can I help you? I say, I want to go back to school. Um, you know, that is ninth grade at the age of 25, 26, I think, and go spend four years of that. Um, it was going to be, is that, is that really what you want to do? And I said, yeah, I, I really want to do that. And I, and I, and I, and I did. So it was well wishes. Um, I, I used to work and at some point I was being paid about $5 a month at Word of Life as a volunteer. And so that would be my bus fare. Um, but then, you know, people would pay for that. So I, I met a guy who really did that for me until I was done with my, um, what we call in Kenya, Form 4, uh, which is pretty much what, the 12th grade? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's amazing. The reason I came up with that question is also for those of us listening that um, may have dropped out and are wondering, okay, what does God have for me? God does provide and there yeah. is a way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess stay in school yeah. is the bottom line. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But God does provide. He's faithful. Yes, David. Mm. Yes. I, I really need to ask to just think about what God does and uh, what he continues to do in our lives. Um, I do not know where we are at. Those of us who are listening, what part of Charles' story maybe resonates with us. 
either at the beginning or as a teenager, a part of life, or at a place where it's not making sense, the figures don't add up. Um, but Joe, yeah, I'm really, really interested uh, in knowing where, where is there a hope uh, for you? Is there a hope for Chow at this point? Because the Chow we're seeing so far is one who is earning negatives. Um, it's not making sense. But I also know that uh, right now there's a beautiful wife maybe beside you, and uh, each time you, you 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 look at her, you smile. Okay, there's a hope. When, how does that change? Is there a hope in Charles' life? I mean, when you look at Charles, today I was typing out that poster, and uh, when I spell Charles' story, Greston, before I want to read Chaos, Chaos' story. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a hope in Charles' life? Or it's just chaos everywhere. Charles, what happened? I, I guess that's one of the toughest questions people ever ask me. Because at some point in my life, I said I needed to work my life and create that hope. And um, I thought to myself, going back and trying to fix things would be the best uh, for me to start up all over again. So I think at the age of um, 28 or 29, right after graduating, uh, uh, I think 30, after graduating from um, co my, co uh, college, I, I, I decided I'm going to look for my dad um, because I want to fix this. I can't move forward before. I, 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 and so I, I located him and found him. He had another family and all that. And I met him. Now, he's a staunch Muslim, literally. I am a staunch Christian. And you know how that conversation ended. We have never <laughs> spoken again. But I was at peace. I realized my hope lies only in the person that saved me. He is the only person who will never let me down. And so I completely put my life in his hands. Everything that I am today is as a result. You ask the friends that I have is as a result of my putting my trust in him. Um, while I was, I was in college, I, I met a beautiful girl. I had met other girls before that, you know, but with the insecurities, I, I never found myself at a place where I was going to settle. There was so much that I didn't believe about myself. Um, but there was one lady and, and um, she was beautiful. You know, I was a staff, she was a volunteer. There was a rule, staff don't date volunteers. I broke it because I was the boss. And she said, yeah, I'm going to date you because, you know. Wait, wait, so wait. Chow, you know this is live. We cannot edit these things. <laughs> the Lord but please go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. And so I asked her out. Actually, it was funny because as we were working, so we took, at some point during the post-election violence, there were no camps and activities here at World of Life. And so my... Cow, under the leadership of the then director, uh, Chris Mualwa, mm -hmm. we, we came up with, that, with an idea to take the camps back into the slums where we grew up, you know, where we did all those things. And so we took the camp. So that's where I met her. Uh, she came as a volunteer and I got swept off my feet. I was praying with my eyes open. We started dating <laughs> and uh, in, tw in 20, um, 
2017, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. And and so today she she's a Mrs. Chow. Um, David, to answer your question, yes, there is hope, but only for those that hope in the Lord. Mm. Back to you, David. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to ask you one last question, then I'll ask uh, uh, Lucy eventually maybe to make a comment after you give an answer. Um, Chao, what is your... I know you cannot say when I grow up I want to be because, man, <laughs> there's, there's a sense in which people have grown up. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> we cannot keep saying when I grow up. <laughs> I know Roy will, will agree with me. He posted you 45. Uh, but... <laughs> What, what is your what is your dream, Chow? What, what, what are you looking up to? What are you looking forward to? That God is, is you're, you're hoping God would use you to be able to accomplish. Um, what, what is your dream? Let me just put it that way: that you wake up and say, "God, I'm looking forward to this someday." Uh, maybe to put it for you, for me, I'm hoping um, eventually, as an individual, I know my story doesn't matter much. But I, I, I look up to, what's his name? This guy, uh, Ray Pritchard. The ability to be able to teach in several schools is mm. just amazing. Having his schedule mm. filled out for maybe two to three years and saying, I'll be teaching here, I'll be teaching here, I'll be teaching here. I want to grow old like that. That's, mm. that's really my prayer. I hope God gives me those years to grow old teaching others uh, the word of God. But what is child looking up to? What, what are you hoping God will allow you to do? Uh, in your life, Joe? Um, sincerely speaking, my hope is um, to rub me into others, other young men's life, uh, to influence in a personal way um, lives of young men to become mature Christians alive in Christ, serving and living according to his command, um, because I, 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 I just I look around and everyone wants to do everything out there. Um, but I honestly want to spend a specific time with people. You know, this is how I would easily put it. I, I want to be Dave Nightingale, if not better. Mm. Mm. Amen. 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 Lucy. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> spend time with people. That's your hope and dream to just um my husband says to spend and to spend and be spent for Christ. Mm. Um so that's that's what that's what resonated with me as as you said mm. as you shared your dream. Uh, so in light of that, how may we pray for you, Chow? Well, I guess my 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 biggest struggle right now is to find myself in this area where God has placed me. It's very easy for me to get lost in the activities. It's very easy for me to get lost in the rank, but I want to find my purpose here where God has placed me. It's, it's very easy for my office to be filled with 
uh, this leader, a, a chow in it. It can be filled with anyone, but I, de I desire um, right now, right here where I am, that I would find my, my purpose. I know I am a leader here, but what does God really want me to do at this specific moment? Um, that would be my, my, my number one prayer today. All right. Yeah. Uh, David, should we go ahead and pray? Yes, please, Lucy. Go ahead and uh, commit to um, God the things that Chow has just talked about right now. Um, yep. All right. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much um, mm. for Chow. Um, thank you for the testimony that he's shared uh, of your faithfulness and of your grace that reaches out and draws us from wherever we've wandered off to we thank you we thank you so much lord for who you are and we thank you for who you continue to show yourself to be in child's life we commit to you his family uh, vivian um, and the rest of his family those to come mm -hmm. and the extended family around them father we pray that you bless them and watch over them and keep them strong and safe lord you know child's heart's desire is to find himself in you rooted rooted in your purpose um despite all the responsibilities that um, surround him all the tasks um all the duties lord we trust him we entrust him to you that you will be his guide you will uphold him with your righteous right hand and that you will guide him in all truth and wisdom, that he will shine for you and give you glory and honor in all that he does. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. But Joe, any any last any last remarks? Any last remarks? One thing you'd like us to just go with and say, um, may you be encouraged by this, maybe a verse or something, life verse as we go to bed. Anything? Yeah, uh, again, uh, tonight I'm reminded uh, um, of the story of Joseph uh, from the beginning, him hustling with his brothers and then him being sold out um, and then him again rescuing the same family. And um, I, I think what, what strikes me out is, uh, I, I think the most is the fact that uh, he was not... And um, what strikes... Uh, my heart the, the most is that uh, J Joseph was not the hero of the story. It was God. And um, I keep, again, as I study uh, Genesis uh, 39 especially, and, and the Lord was with him. The Lord was with, with Joseph, and so he succeeded. And, and I, I think that is where we, we, we should be able to find our strength. Um, he is the only person that we need. And, and um, that will be my, my, my takeaway tonight.